0: Season 10 of Board Game with Education coming right up. In this preview episode, we talk about Board Game with Education. We share some updates like our Worlds XP, a gamification toolkit, and our review deck builder. And if you're interested in testing those out, tune into the episode. I'll have some information about the progress of those projects. And we also share with you how you can get your hands on some more board games for learning through our website, boardgamingwitheducation.com. And finally, toward the end of the episode, we chat about what season 10 is going to look like. We're really excited. We have some newly formatted episodes coming out for season 10. So stay tuned. Those will be coming out next Monday. All right, let's get to the episode.
1: Board Gaming with Education, a podcast for anyone curious about how games and education mix. We explore various topics like game-based learning, gamification, and board games, and the impacts they have on learning. Here's your host, Dustin Stats.
0: Welcome to Season 10 of Board Game with Education. While this is a preview to what Season 10 is going to look like, I am Super excited because I have Roger with me, and I want to officially welcome Roger on the podcast, too, to Board Game with Education. He's been developing some really cool resources for our science-based games on our website, boardgamewitheducation.com. These are resources that you can use in tandem, I think, if that's the correct <laughs> use of that word, with board games that we have on our site. For example, we looked at cytosis, periodics, some um, uh, flux games that are science-based, and Roger had looked at those games and looked at how we can re- use resources either for at-home learning or for in the classroom. So thank you, Roger, for helping us with those resources. And I'm super excited for you to join Board Game of Education. Would you mind just introducing yourself a little bit?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, thanks, Dustin, for, uh, for bringing me on board. Um, yeah, we've been kind of working behind the scenes, I think, here for a while as we, kinda, um, we kind of funnily approached each other, I guess, if that's such a word. Right. Uh, but anyway my my name is um, Roger Moore I'm uh, um I'm just a re- recently retired um science teacher. I was I had this kind of idea in the back of my mind. I spent 25 years in the classroom. Um actually not really that. I was actually maybe about 20ish. Um I spent some of it doing technology. Uh, I started doing technology, but I got kind of funneled back into the classroom and as I started to get out of that uh, I was teaching a, an advanced course uh, at my high school, the international baccalaureate program. And essentially after it's pretty rigorous and teaching the content, you're basically teaching for this exam that the students are taking uh, in May. Uh, the way our schedule worked out was once the exam was over, we'd covered all the content. So it was kind of open for us, like what, well, what could we do? Well, I had, been into board gaming i mean i've been into it since i was a kid uh i really got back into it heavy in 2012 when i joined a meetup group here and, and now, now i'm addicted really bad to it now <laughs> It's something i'm obsessed doing all the time so i was like well how can i <laughs> that's the disease <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's the board game disease but i was i was trying to i was like yeah you know i really want to find some way i think this this has some potential to use with with students so that group of students i said you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna bring in a bunch of these science-based board games i i set up some you know parameters that they had to do i was gonna i tracked some things and i said um i was gonna teach it to them and then there was also a nice little self-serving thing that i was doing there too i was helping out uh, somebody else uh, jamie cunningham and lauren cunningham of um wouldn't it be awesome games they were working on a game called pathogenesis which is a, it was a deck builder, um, emulating, you were a bacteria or a virus, um, basically a bacteria really and attacking a body. And so it was from that, but then she wants, she was using it to, um, teach the immune system. So they were in the months of play testing and I go, well, this is great. I'll bring that game in for sure. And I'll have my students give some feedback with it. And I brought some other stuff in and their, their caveat was that, um, they had, to. I taught every game to them and then they had to play them all and then they could just play them. And then, you know, I was giving them some, you know, you know, loose ended questioning and, and stuff like that. But then that was kind of giving them some credit for doing it. And then I even opened up, you know, you can challenge me because a lot of those students want like extra credit and stuff like that, which I'm, I wasn't really hip on, honestly, as a teacher, because I always felt like that was more work for me and, and even the, even the student. But I said, "Hey, this is the opportunity to get some extra credit." But this is the only thing I'm going to do. And then the funny thing was, as I said, "Anybody in your group or whoever you're with plays me. Anybody beats me, then you know that you get the points." And so they thought that was pretty cool. But th- they really enjoyed it. I got some good comments from the kids saying, "Hey, that was kind of neat. I had, that was different. I you know I really enjoyed that. It was kind of a different way to learn some things." So that just got me thinking that I need to find some way to incorporate it. I worked on some stuff in the background for a few years, and then I got pushed back in the classroom. Uh, I really started working on it more and started developing some stuff. And then got hooked up with a lady, this Lindsay Portnoy, uh, wound up writing an article, got published in a book. And she was like, yeah, I I collaborated with her for a while. And she says, you need to get a YouTube channel. You need to get this going because this has got some potential, you know. So that's kind of where it is. And then kind of led, then I was on your podcast, you know, earlier this year. And then as I knew I was getting close to retirement, I knew this was something I kind of wanted to do on the side. I, I go, I really want to develop this. I just couldn't do it while I was teaching. I mean, I was, you know, putting stuff away or whatever, but it was just too hard to, I think, to focus. Uh, and then, you know, I had another guy in our group uh, that's actually contributed quite a bit, um, uh, Brad Rowe, who's uh, contributed some really useful uh, information for us. Um, he uses it in his in his classroom and he lives out in a rural spot where I'm from. And uh that just got my brain churning even more. And then I was like, Well, wow, I really want to get this going. But honestly, this is why I approached Dustin because I was like, I didn't I, I had a I, I mean, I know how to do, you know, set up a web page and do this and do that. But it was just like it was in some ways it felt so overwhelming. I was like, I had so many ideas, but I didn't I didn't know where to begin. So that's why I approached you and I said, "Hey Dustin, you know, you're kind of doing what I was doing. What do you think about?" And then I think if I remember the conversation, you said the same thing that you were talking to your wife and said, "You know, maybe I'll talk to Roger." And then it just kind of like fell into place. I know it's kind of a long intro, okay. but I wanted to give some people some um some kind of background as to yeah, you know where I'm going. So, um but I, I've, like I said, just, just quickly too. And then I used it a little bit more, uh, unfortunately with the, the pandemic hitting, I had some plans for the spring. Um, cause we went right on our spring break. Um, and then all this stuff mm. hit, we, yeah. we had a two, two week spring break here. And then basically we had another week and then we, I want, I wound up never going back. We, you know, we, we shifted entirely to online and of course it could do, do anything at that point, And Uh, my district the district took over and which was kind of nice they did a lot of the lesson planning and we just had to implement the the online lessons and monitor the students and stuff like that so i wasn't able to test anything but my plan was to do some more testing with my kids i bought all this stuff i had it sitting there and now you know brought it all home i'm trying to figure out what i want to do with all this extra games i had
0: This is Dustin chiming in here. You just heard Roger mention some games he had picked up for his spring semester. Well, since we recorded this about a couple weeks ago from when it is now being released and you're listening to this, we have started a program to get those games to teachers, parents, or educators. So if you are interested in testing out these games in your learning environment, reach out to us these are open games or used games that have been used either for demo copies or for our own learning environment we're trying to find people that are interested in using them we also have some a couple games that have damaged boxes all the parts all the components are perfectly intact inside the box so it's just the outside of the box that has some damage to it so if you are interested in testing these out we're asking for a testimonial or review in exchange for these games so all you need to do is send us an email for now we don't have a process in place but it will be in place very soon but you can send us an email to stay up to date podcast at boardgamewitheducation.com and just let us know you are interested in testing out some games that we might have
1: But the the thing was there is just in the spring, there was a lot more games I could use. But I'm just saying using it with the kids uh, the last two two years that I was really in the classroom, actually the last three, I was really it was really neat to see how a lot of kids engaged, um, laughing. Some of them were skeptical, but then they would try it and then I would teach them something and they would like play it the rest of the period. And I wouldn't stop them from doing that. So that was always my thing too. If they got done with their work, I'd rather have them doing that. You know, cause then I always felt like, you know, and then I had done a lot of stuff where I'd written up things. Like I felt that standards that the games were addressing. So if an administrator said something, I had those sheets of everything available. to show them. Hey, see, I think it's in, you know, but I'm saying, I did have some administrators walk in and look there and like, what are you doing? These kids, oh, that's really cool. So, cause it was different. So I'm always looking, it doesn't replace what teachers are doing. It's just another tool to, for engagement and reinforcement or, you know, however you want to look, but I think it teaches some cooperative skills, some thinking skills, and I don't know. It's just, you know, and they're actually talking to each other and they're not on their electronic devices too. Even though those, those definitely have a, have a, have a role, I think, and potentially can be used very effectively, but I think it's kind of neat to actually have them physically talking to one another, you know, and interacting. So Yeah. I
0: mean, it's amazing. And that's why we're doing this. Some of the things that games can provide as far as whether you are we're looking at the uh, learning outcomes and targeting those through game based learning, or even some of the soft skills that we as adults, and even kids develop through playing games. And then we usually look at analog games like board games, but like you mentioned, I think there is a lot of, potential for uh, game-based tech, I suppose, in the classroom. And I've used some in the past. I mean, um, there's the websites like Kahoot quizzes that I think are really excellent for reviewing vocabulary, at least for, I've leaned into those for um, English language teaching. Yeah, but you touched on a lot of things that kind of we're going to talk about today on the season 10 preview is just some updates on board game with education that we had worked on, some stuff, some projects in the past and where those sit. We're going to talk about the Board Game with Education store and then just a little preview to what season 10 is going to look like, because Roger will be back on the episode several times here in season 10, as well as some other regular guests, too. But just some updates from Board Game with Education as far as uh, I guess one thing you mentioned, too, before we go there is you talked about Brad and I want to give a shout out to Brad as well as other people who have um, really helped us kind of look at what we're doing with our Board Game with Education store and help you know solve a need for educators and homeschoolers which is how to use games for learning and looking at our supplemental resources and how we can best provide those and one one thing that a lot of our community members get involved in our in our community i guess is in on our Facebook group that's game based learning gamification and games for learning and education so a lot of people are really contributing there, as well as contributing some of their own things that they're doing, which is really awesome. I love seeing some games that people are making. I saw um, a dad that had worked on a game with his daughter during the pandemic, and he's looking to share that idea. I saw him posted in another board game group that he's looking for um, kid artists for the game, which sounds like a really cool, oh, cool. community-based project. Oh, so. Um, hopefully he shares that soon. I, if not, you might have to go look for it in a different Facebook group, I think. And then just some other things that Board Game of Education had been working on. And again, the pandemic's a big, like overarching theme of everything that's happening in society, right? And small businesses and impacts education and impacts business and impacts politics and impacts um, our physical and mental health. So it's a lot of stuff that that we're all kind of adjusting to and with board game with education we had worlds xp and a review deck builder which again just like you we had hoped to find some teachers in the spring to try these things out in the classroom because they're really built for in-person learning they're not really you know you're passing around cards for the review deck builder you're going from one table maybe to your teacher for that game and then with worlds xp that's a narrative based like rpg gamification toolkit. And again, that's really in person. We designed it to be an analog-based system and not a digital-based system, because there's a lot of digital-based systems out there. So those two things are on the back burner for anyone that was still kind of looking forward to those things. You can always reach out to me. I'm happy to provide what we have now in a sense that you would provide some feedback on those things and help me um, iterate and develop them further. So if you're interested in checking those out, you can just send me an email podcast at education.com. Something else that Roger will be hopefully helping us on, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, is the YouTube channel. Um, We have some videos up, and I started to release them about once a week, but realized uh, video production is not my forte, and it takes me a long time to get some videos out. So I'm still learning how to be better, better, I guess, more efficient at video production and getting things out. I do enjoy streaming. We do that every Thursday. So we play a game live. But we're really looking, maybe hopefully, to release more YouTube videos down the road, looking at some of the games we have on our website. I know, Roger, you had talked about some of the games and creating like how-to videos and talking about how to use them in class.
1: I think this is kind of a slow burn. Um, I, I think it's a completely new area that maybe a lot of teachers or educators didn't even, you know, see that there's some potential here to, to help kids understand and, you know, engage and, you know, and, and if anything, I, I think um, it's just to try to, I, I think it's important. I always, I always had the philosophy when I was in the classroom that if I if the kids were enjoying themselves and having fun, then it made it fun for me. But then it just seemed to me the learning just fell into place, and those were the days that I can always remember uh being the most rewarding uh when the kids i was i was I had more enjoyment out of watching them laughing and having a good time you know, no matter, you know, what, what the, the situation was, I, I think those things obviously the most rewarding, but it just that maybe it turns it, you know, that this isn't really, you know, I think some kids look things so negatively and then just try to, I always felt that as a challenge to try to turn kids, you know, like, Oh, that kid doesn't really like this. Well, let me see if I can find something that he's interested in or she's interested in um, to at least so that they can kind of, you know, take away something with it. So, I think we're, all, we're we're getting there, but it's it's new, and I think we got a lot of good ideas, and, and we're getting there. And I think, just like you mentioned, you know, the everybody that's you know listening to this or follows you know Dustin or whatever, that uh, the more you can talk to us, uh, just little things, that the, you know, I mean, we want to make it better. I mean, obviously, right now we're we're focused on a little bit of stuff. It's just because that's where my my area of expertise is in, but that doesn't mean that. We're not going to try and branch out into other subject matters. I I realize there's probably, you know, we are not hitting some of the primary and stuff like this, but that doesn't mean we're going to get there at some point. So, you know, it's there that I, I think Dustin and I have talked about this is that I've told him, I've emphasized to him that I didn't really want to make it a static thing where I or him or anybody that's created some content that we're using that we put it up and then, okay, we're done with it. And, you know, and you come and look at it, but that we want to add to it, but that's all going to be based on what kind of interest we're getting in it too, right? So, I mean, I, I'll put, I want to put the effort in as long as we see people are like, oh, they're getting something out of it before we go, you know, too crazy, you know, putting stuff up. But I think that's the point that it's, it's going to be a constantly growing thing. We'll constantly be editing, adding, taking suggestions, putting stuff in there. And, and of course, you know, Dustin, and I, I know we've talked about, I, I think we're kind of big on definitely giving credit to people that, um, you know, contribute
0: maybe we can kind of transition into what we're doing with the BoardGameWithEducation.com store. Um, You mentioned contributions and um, teachers kind of reaching out to us or homeschoolers reaching out to us and letting us know what is working and what's not. And also that if you do get a game, you get these resources, but that's not the end of the resources for the game Um, in some cases. In some cases, maybe, depending on, whether we are able to come up with other ideas for the game. But for example, you might you might pick up a game on our site. Um, I think there's trap words behind me, which is a good vocabulary based game. There are some resources. Well, I guess we're developing the resources for that now. So let's go to some of the the science based games that we have resources for now. For example, maybe uh, cytosis. I guess that's a good one. So that's a it's a pretty involved game. I think 30 to 45 minutes game time, maybe 45 to an hour. I can't remember, but it's, so it's like, if you play that, that's the whole class period. Right. So it's not a game that you can just kind of do one activity. Well, you might play part of it as an activity, but it's something that we would look at as a full unit and looking at how to develop resources for that. So right now there's resources for at home learning and, um, I think a uh, how to play on the website. Eventually, there'll be more resources added to Cytosis, and you'll receive an email maybe down the road saying, Hey, we added these resources to the game you picked up. Um, feel free to check them out and download them for um, your either classroom or at home.
1: Right, right. And I think we've got some comprehension stuff in there, and then we do create like an overview sheet. Um, for every game, which is just some basic information, it'll say how long it takes to play it, how many players it plays, like a little basic that's going on in the game, the vocabulary that's being addressed. And then we have all the 21st century skills. We have MYP, which is Middle Years Program, which is part of the IB. We have the the stuff that we feel like it's addressing. And then, of course, the NGSS standards that we feel that the game's addressing. So that comes with it just so that you We're trying to give you the things like, well, what is this really doing? And, you know, it gives you a means that, you know, I, I'm sure everybody's district is different. That's your, you know, your hook. I hope that the reason why you're using it, you know, with your students so that, you know, you can share that with your administrators and, you know, if that's part of your lesson planning or, you know, whatever the requirements, but that stuff's there for you as well.
0: So, I mean, this is, this podcast episode is coming out in the beginning of October. Well, actually, we're recording beginning of October. It'll be coming out uh, towards the end of October, early November, when we have some other episodes recorded for season 10. But right now, there are, I want to say, I think we're about at 15 games that come with resources and about 35 games on the site that either we've looked at and seen, or we've looked at and vetted for games for learning and will have resources for them eventually. Um, So if you do end up picking up a game now, and then down the road, we develop resources for them, you'll receive those complimentary resources too. I think there's about 35. I don't know if I said that. So there's 35 and 15 that already have resources, all the ones that already have resources are science based. And by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have some English language learning resources with some of the games that I've been working on. And I've used in the past, I'm kind of re redeveloping for others to use as well.
1: Dustin and I t- had talked about this. I mean, we're getting there, but is that we're going to, tr- the, the goal I think is to hit all the sub- subject matter that we possibly can. And, and what's going to wind up, interestingly, I think, is some games I'm sure that we'll wind up picking may not look educational, but they are. Like, for example, I'll say a lot of games, I think, have a lot of like mathematical components to them. So that, has huge potential as far as, you know, math-based games. I think we have a lot of options there that you're like, what does this have to do with math? It doesn't, but it does because of mechanically what's going on in there. And I think what we're trying to pick two are games that we can get you going with in the classroom quickly that are easy um, and hopefully easy for the students to understand depending on what their level is. And then you can just hit the ground running with it you know, as best you can, but like uh, Dustin mentioned, cytosis, like that would probably be more of a unit, but like even you mentioned that you could easily just take pieces of that game and play it just to address certain concepts. Um, and if you're, you're doing it because that game, basically what it's showing, it shows how a cell functions, um, all the cellular, um, parts that are involved, all the organelles and how they do things and it's actually emulating a, a human cell, but it's done in a really clever, fun, uh, engaging manner. Um, but I think it really would be helpful, you know, to students to understand, oh, because it, it gives a little more of a visual, like this is how the stuff works. And it, I think once they see it, because that stuff sometimes is abstracted. I mean, you know, when, when I was teaching it, yeah, you could, we could show stuff in the microscope with the students, they could see it. But a lot of the times those were like, you know, prepared slides, but you couldn't see sometimes the processes. And I know there's, there's animations and stuff out there that are like that, They're that, that are, that are terrific for that kind of thing, but the, the tactile part of really seeing it, I think for some students can be, would be really beneficial.
0: Right. It's that, I mean, it's the different types of learning and differentiating towards those learners. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm a huge visual learner and. Playing a game and/or watching a video are very important for my learning process. But one thing that's really important for my learning process is not only visual, but a step-by-step process of how this works and doing it. And I think a game is great for that. So, like hands-on, visually seeing what happens.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think there's a, a ton of potential uh, there, you know, for helping students understand. But I, I think we're we're definitely trying to. Focus on, I wouldn't necessarily say easier, but trying to look for a little bit easier rule sets. But then what we will try to, what we will be doing is helping you get through those rules. So practically all the games I think we have up right now, they do have a a simplified how to play. Try to put a little more, in some cases, you know, teacher friendly and student friendly. I mean, some of the games we have, there's a, there's a teacher one and there's also a student one. Um, in some cases, you know, and, and a lot of games, I, I think we'll definitely do that with, well, they'll come with player aids. Um, some of the games come with them, but some of them don't. So we'll, de- we definitely developed some of those already, at least those things I'm working on. And, uh, like I said, I think that's also stuff that, you know, the more input you can give us like, Oh yeah, that works great. Or maybe you to add this on there, then, you know, we want to make it better, you know, for, for everybody.
0: Yeah, and I guess two things that you mentioned is the the how to play. I had to make sure that we're we're putting it together well, I had read Rogers. So this was for I believe Ecosystem and maybe Ion. I read because I hadn't played those games before and you've played them and you that's your expertise is science. So I was someone reading your how to play without looking at the rule book to see if i knew how to do it and then i had my wife do the same. and so it's very like i think one page usually maybe a little bit over a page of how to play the game and you don't have to wade through that rule book to figure out these rules. We do leave out some very specific like minor rules that we ask you to reference the rule book for, but again when we're in the classroom some of those things are important and some of them aren't because really what we're what we're leaning into in the classroom is not playing the game but it's learning and so we kind of decide what things are part of the learning process in the game what things maybe are fun to keep in the game because the rules are important or some things that are like well if you want to play with this rule then go to the rule book but you don't need it to go through the learning process of playing the game
1: right right you can always add that stuff in and then I think we do give a lot of suggestions like I know on, on quite a few of them, I've done that, where I've said, hey, leave this out. You could add it in later. Here's how you can do it. But it wouldn't affect the gameplay. But like you said, the, the important thing there is that it, it's the the learning that they're getting out of it. And and I think that might be some of the hesitation too. Like, well, I don't know if I want to use it because the kids aren't going to do it right. That's okay too, I think sometimes. I mean, Dustin and I were talking before we started that, Sometimes I found that kind of effective just to purposely leave things out, not to frustrate the students, but get them to think a little bit. And, and even if they, they don't, I mean, I think there's a fine line with that too. I mean, you don't want to create a huge frustration thing and it turns into a disaster, but I mean, you got to realize too, that the the classroom might get a little noisier, but, but if the, if you, if you feel like that noise or whatever the students are doing, that they're engaged. I think that's fine. I mean, it, as a teacher, that never bothered me. That was just like, that was productive noise, <laughs> you know. I always felt like because they're laughing and stuff and having fun, but then you can see that they're, you know, using and they're. You, you can totally tell that they're they're getting they're get they're kind of getting it, you know, and without even realizing it. That's that's really the thing.
0: So one thing you did mention too is asking others to reach out to us, and definitely do reach out to us. My email is podcast at with education.com or you can reach out to the website is sales at com. because we are looking for ways to collaborate with teachers, especially looking at ways that we can bring teachers on that would want like to develop resources for different games or if you have some resources you'd like to share with us, definitely reach out to us. I don't know. Like you mentioned, we've already had a lot of people help us with the direction of the site, which has been really helpful.
1: Right. And trying to, trying to get it, get that set up. I mean, I think that might be something else too, if there's something that doesn't look clear, like where to find things, but I think we're, and Dustin mentioned, he's been working on the, working on that, you know, cosmetically and, and stuff like that, but trying to put it so that it makes sense, like where to look for things. So I think we're the idea that if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Dustin, it's like, you know, by content area and maybe grade level and stuff like that. Those are definitely things that I think, you're building into the, the page, you know, so that people can go and look for and find things that they like, Oh, I want something on this, you know, or whatever. But like I said, I think you could always, you know, reach out to us and ask us as well. Like, Hey, do you have a game that does this? Or I think we, I mean, I I play enough games that, and I, the fortune I work at a board game store now. <laughs> so um, I've got my nose in there a little bit more that I bet you we probably could give some recommendations to at least for now until we get things like that. Oh, this might be a good choice. You know, like I'm looking for this specific game. That's addressing this. Is there anything out there that's like that? If not, I'll, we, I can find it right you know, So I'm, I'm willing to do that. You know, people had questions about things like that.
0: And if someone wanted to reach out to you, how would they do that? Um, well, I,
1: I could, we could do, I guess my email, <laughs> Maybe I should even make a an email with using your stuff might make some sense, I think. It might, yeah. might be a good
0: transition at some point. <laughs> Dustin here again, and we did get Roger that email address. You can go to roger at boardgamingwitheducation.com to reach him if you want to talk to Roger specifically. So again, roger at boardgamingwitheducation.com. All right. Um, I kind of want to, before we end, I want to talk about what season 10 of the podcast is going to look like. And that's going to be very different and the same at the same time. Um, (laughs) So we're still going to continue our previous format, which was interview based. And that's usually a focus on the interviewer and what they're doing or their expertise in game based learning or game design or education. But usually there's an overlap between those topics. And we're going to continue with those those will be released less released less regularly I guess they'll be released maybe once or twice a month depending on how often we have those interviews and what will be coming out every week on Monday again are going to be the topical based episodes and this is a new format for our podcast so this will look like an episode where I have on a regular guest and a one-time guest which maybe you might have heard from before or maybe not. But, for example, the regular guest and I, so if Roger was the regular guest, we would chat about the topic. So the topic might be board games for literacy. And Roger and I would introduce the topic and kind of chat about it very briefly, like maybe what we're going to talk about in the episode. And then I would have on the one-time guest who has used board games for literacy or is an expert in using board games for literacy. And we would have, to have an in-depth conversation about that. I would be on the learning end mostly. So as a listener, I would take on the role of a listener trying to really learn as much about the topic as possible and asking questions and prying more information from the expert. And then after that conversation, Roger would come back on the show And we would have a follow-up discussion about the topic. And then we would end the episode. So that is a very new format. I think from my personal experience listening to some podcast episodes that do it like this, and from understanding what people really want to hear about game-based learning is really diving into different topics and how it can be useful. I think this is a better way to serve our community. If not, definitely let us know if this format's like, totally terrible <laughs> or if you think we could make some minor adjustments definitely let us know or if you really miss the interview episodes maybe we can go back to releasing those every week and then put these type of episodes on hold maybe once or twice a month so definitely let us know what you prefer um, again email us podcast at boardgamewitheducation.com roger what do you think about the new format Oh, I like it. I
1: think it makes I think makes a lot of sense, particularly the direction that, you know, you're taking things right now. it you know, logically makes sense uh, to to be doing it that way. Um, I mean, even depending, maybe I don't know how difficult that is, maybe even mix it 5050 or something, too. I don't know. But like I said, I think that's all going to be dependent on the, kind of the feedback you get, you know, what what people are going to be, you know, uh, what they're they like the best.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I I hope to, and maybe this will be a call out to any any sponsors that would like to sponsor the podcast. If we can get a sponsor, we could do these episodes twice a week. Just my my workload allows me to do do about one pop podcast episode a week, um, but that would be super awesome if anybody's listening to you and they're like, "Hey, I really like what they're doing, and I want to sponsor the show." Again, you can reach out to us, podcast at boardgamewitheducation.com. We've had some sponsors in the past that have been, that have worked out well. A Kickstarter that had released something on Kickstarter, a couple Kickstarter sponsors that had games on Kickstarter, and then a, another education-based online company that has sponsored the show. So if you're interested, again, podcast at boardgamewitheducation.com.
1: And I, I don't know why that makes me... I know you made an announcement about it yesterday, but we're I know we threw a... Unless you were going to mention this or not, we threw a, a a calendar up on the on the website that I'm I'm working on, and it's uh, there's a few things on there right now, but it's going to be you know just what's available. But we're trying to highlight um, Kickstarter games, maybe even new releases if I can find information on that. Which so I I was also thinking that that might be a good idea too, and then you you'd be able to go on there to see when they're launching. Um, And then it'll also, it'll tell you when it ends. So I will be looking at that so you see what it is. But then also putting uh, in the information on the calendar, like what topics that game is addressing. But it's just stuff that we're, that I'm noticing that based on going through the web, the uh, Kickstarter page and maybe going and looking some other, other information that this potentially might be a good, you know, learning game. You know, or right. or using at home or using in the classroom or something like that. And it might be stuff that maybe t- potentially, depending on the things work out, that we might even carry it on our on a, on the web store.
0: Right. And that's well. another point, too, is if you see any of those games on the calendar that you're like, "Ooh, I really want to get this, but I don't know if I want to back the Kickstarter yet. Um, definitely reach out to us and it might be a game that we end up carrying on our site, too. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because we, we should be able to do things like that. Depending. I mean, it kind of depends with the Kickstarters. I think what company's doing it, if it's if it's an individual, um, you know, how many copies they're making, how many can we potentially get our hands onto and stuff like that, because that right, sometimes right. is a caveat with that stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. A lot of stuff that I'm learning as far as carrying the inventory, but that's right. maybe another <laughs> <podcast> topic. <laughs> yep,
1: yep, exactly. <laughs> Well, I think that's a thing, too, because of the still the situation with, you know, with COVID, there's still some things are are slow, you know, getting our hands on certain things. I mean, I just know the board game store I work at, we're we're fighting with that right now. Right. You know, getting titles
0: in and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Roger, thank you for, again, coming on board and helping me preview season 10 to our community and what that's going to look like on the podcast. I'm excited to have you on the show again. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Before you go, did you know you can check us out in two other ways? I have been going live on Instagram every Friday morning at eight 30 Pacific standard time. And I also have the replays of the videos available on our Instagram TV. So you can find our Instagram channel board game with education and check those out because i share some really cool behind the scenes stuff happening at board game with education and talk about some games we've been playing so again instagram 8:30 pacific standard time every friday also every thursday night we play some games live on facebook we do some live streaming of some games If you're interested in joining us on any of these games or you just want to check out the live stream, be sure to like us on Facebook. You can find those videos by going to our Facebook page and going to the video section. And then if you do want to join us, send us a message on Facebook or send us an email, podcast at boardgamewitheducation.com. We post the games we're playing for the month every Thursday. So you can check out the list of games we're playing and learn how to play before coming on the show. But we're always happy to teach you how to play before we get started with the live stream. So, again, reach out to us on social media or send us an email podcast at boardgamingwitheducation.com and listen into the outro for our social media.